Peace, love, and blessings, the podcast that's here to educate, motivate, and inspire you to do your best in every aspect of life. I'm your host, David Ross. And I'm Dr. Nicole Ross. Now let's jump into the show. Peace, love, and blessings podcast is sponsored by New Perspective Community Outreach. Serving those in need. New Perspective Community Outreach's vision is to create a level playing field for veterans, women, and minorities by providing accessible and innovative educational opportunities that empower them to become leaders in their communities and to achieve their professional goals. New Perspective Community Outreach is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Visit newpco.org to learn more today. What's going on, good people? We are back yet again. Hello. Yay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to our conversation today because I know that we are, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff sometimes more upbeat, and but today is a little bit more um, current is what I'll say. I'll say current, a little bit more serious. Yeah. Um, and also something that is extremely near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. Because we are talking about weapons, specifically guns and in our state. And the new laws. Is a yeah, new that thing. they're they're having coming out. While it's new to the state of Florida, it's not new to many areas in our country. And so we just wanted to kind of jump on and talk about what we're talking about is the new law that was just signed, basically saying that Florida is a permitless carry state, which means that you do not have to have a concealed carry license to carry a weapon on you. Like I said, though, this is not um, just new for the state of Florida. This is something that other states have had in place. And I guess because we never, it didn't necessarily apply to us. You know, it wasn't something that we really took heart to and paid attention to. At least I can speak for myself. I think it's a situation where it don't affect you to where it's out of sight, out of mind. Out of mind. You really don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And to be very honest with you, looking at it, I want I want to clear some things up. Whenever we start talking about the bill is HB 543 for the state of Florida, if you really want to go and look it up, which I highly encourage. Absolutely. Read it for yourself. Oh, Listen, man. we're just having a conversation but I definitely want you to go and do the research on it. Our conversation is near and dear to us because as you all maybe or maybe don't know, we actually own a security company. Um, my husband does security, you know, private security lessons. He, he is licensed to do the help with the class D security. So it's a lot of security stuff that we do. He can, you know, uh, sell guns. And so this is something that's heavy in our house. That's why for us, it's like, we need to have this conversation today, but Absolutely. Please make sure you do your research. Please make sure you look it up for yourself. And yes, I'm, I'm going to say, read it. Like, don't go watch the important. news. Read it. Go take the time to see what these laws are saying, because it could adversely affect you if you don't or if you go based upon what somebody is saying. And not only that, then you know it for yourself, not just going off of what somebody else is saying or rumor mill, because these things have a tendency of snowballing. Somebody says something or writes something and then everybody continue to echo what, what somebody heard. has already said. Exactly. I really want to, and I'm speaking for Florida, I really want to address the whole open carry thing that everybody is talking about. It is absolutely not an open carry state. It's a difference. There's, There's a difference a huge between difference. permitless carry 
an open carry. Texas is an open carry where you can walk around and have your AK-47 on your shoulders and that's fine. (laughs) That's not what this is. That's open carry. (laughs) Permitless carry means you still have to have it concealed and put up, but you can carry it and not have a license. Um, Absolutely. And I I want everybody to know, I want to, it's 26 states that are actually permitless carry, which is Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Indiana, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, and um, Wyoming. So it's a lot of states that are going to this. And I really think that no matter where you're going, you really have to be up on the laws of that state. Mm-hmm. So with us here in Florida, with me being um, a firearms instructor, there's a couple things that I really want to harp on and let people know and get them to understand. Training is essential. Absolutely. I don't care how you look at it, you have to train. With this new permitless carry situation, I think that the first level of training have kind of been pulling pulling away. Because one, most people didn't want to do the training anyway. Let's just be very clear. And that was what the concealed carry class did. It at least gave you like that foundation. It was that first tier of education to let people know if they go to a reputable person, they're teaching them about the laws, when they could carry, where they could carry, um, where they cannot carry. And the laws after you, something drastically happens, what could happen if you choose to use your firearm making sure that you're in the parameters of the law because ignorance of the law does not, you know what I'm saying, negate the responsibility of the law. That comes with, yeah, that comes with carrying a weapon. If you want to carry a weapon, then you need to know what comes with that. You can't say, oh, I didn't know. No, you knew enough to put that gun in your purse. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so for me, I think that there, number one, we've we've already dispelled. Number one is the big myth of now we're open carry because that's absolutely not. Please do not grab your weapon and run around in Florida open carry and think that you're okay because that's going to be a huge problem. Whenever people start seeing you and they roll up on you, you're going to be in trouble. Also, number two, make sure that you're still getting your concealed carry license. I'm saying this because a lot of these states that I just ran off have reciprocity whenever you're carrying a weapon to those states. So you can go in and out of each state without having to deal with all the the red tape if you have your concealed carry license. That's it, letting them know, hey, look, I've been through some type of training and I'm good to go with this firearm. So that's number two. Number three is making sure now, because you have so many people that are about to be walking around with firearms on them concealed and you don't know who has it, make sure you get some type of backing if you're going to carry, like USCCA, Legal Shield, some type of insurance type situation just in case something happens. You have some type of legal backing or somebody that you could call in the case of something happening and you have somebody that speaks the legal language. Right. 
That is super critical. And I, I'm, I'm partial to USCCA because they give classes and they have little seminars and different things on their website that you, you go through. I can't stress enough how important that is because now you have everybody moving around with weapons. And the thing is, shooting is a, is a thinking man game. So you have to have the, intel- the emotional intelligence to go out and make sure that your temper, your temperament is correct. Make sure that you have the we know that a lot of people don't have (laughs) the right temper. I mean, let's just be real. Like, I'm listening to you talk, and there's so many things that are running through my mind, um, even in reference to what you're saying. Because even going back to, you know, you said number two, take the concealed carry class. And for me, yeah, you want to get the training, but just to cover yourself. Because we all know that certain demographics of people, whenever they get in, in a situation like that, you know, you already are considered a threat. So why put yourself in that situation? Like, get your concealed carry license. Make sure that you at least have your ducks in a row. Not saying the problem won't be there, but at least you will have a little bit more to stand on if you have that license. And and to be honest with you, you know, if you can get a gun and you want to carry your gun, it shouldn't shouldn't be a thing to pay $60 to take the class to get the license for it. Like, that, that should be... Because that's the only difference is you're paying. You have to pay a little bit more to get that license for the class. But, I mean, it's worth it. So, I just, I can see so many different scenarios where this can go wrong. Back to the point of people having temperaments. And, you know, you look at somebody wrong. Or you accidentally bump into somebody with the cart at the grocery store. Or you ask, you know, you just never know uh, the situations that. and, 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 unfortunately, what happens is people have other stuff going on. And so then when you accidentally bump into them at the grocery store, now that kind of triggers them to kind of flip out and then they do something crazy and stupid. So it's, it's a really unfortunate time in my opinion, just because people's, you know, people's temperaments are crazy and you just really never know like what you're getting when you interact with someone. And I I get what you're saying. I get get exactly what you're saying. People are already on edge, and now you add another level of um, anxiety into the mix. But then again, and I I am one that I love. I love weapons. I love guns, um, and I love building guns. And and here's, here's the piece, though. Okay. Like, a lot of people say that, straight up, it's the constitutional right to bear arms. But here's the thing. I think that a lot of people, like, they forget about the responsibility. Oh, it's definitely, you have to be responsible with it. Absolutely. Carrying. You have to be responsible with it. But let me just say this too, though. The state of our country right now. Mm -hmm. So we talk about the mindset and people going through stuff and people flipping out. But on top of all of that, you got to think about where our country is right now. And so, so much turmoil is going on so much political mess is going on and 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 to have all that going on and people standing strong in this politics stuff i mean like heavy strong so it's that's a whole nother element you got to think about too when it comes with being able to have these weapons here's 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 the cold piece though you got to realize that they already have like let's be very clear People already have them. People are already running around with they guns. They do, but I think you know it still saying? amplifies like, it. I think this still amplifies it, though. This new new bill will amplify it. If that's the case, they wouldn't have signed the bill. 
Like that. This is this only amplifies it. They do, but it's still gonna be some more that got them now that didn't have them before. Oh yeah, not uh, absolutely. That is definite. I think that the focus should be more on the education piece and helping people understand the laws and knowing, you know, what situations they're putting themselves in whenever they make these decisions to conceal carry. Like the situations of you riding in your car. This new bill says nothing about that. So you still cannot have the weapon on you in your car. It still has to be concealed in case, not easily readable. Ready. So you got to explain what that means. So you're saying, because when you just said that initially, I'm thinking you're not supposed to have it in the car, period. But what you're saying no, is no, you no. can have it in the car. Yeah. It just needs to be put up. You got you can have it in the car, but it has to be in a case, say your holster. It could be in a box. It could be in your backpack. And please, y'all, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Get you a god dog on holster. I don't care if you're putting it in, in your backpack, your purse. Please make sure it's in a holster to where you have trigger safety. All right. Just in Daytona at a college, a guy had it in his belt loop carrying without a holster and shot himself in the thigh. Now he's getting charged with a third degree felony, negligent discharge on state property. So because ignorance. Lack he shot ignorance. himself. That's <laughs> crazy. He shot himself. He didn't even accidentally and shoot here's, somebody here's, else. Here's, here's, here's the heavy piece. He had a concealed carry permit. Right. Make sure you go into somebody reputable. Make sure that you're responsible with the situation that you're putting yourself in. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing for me. Everybody is talking permitless carry and all of this stuff. Nobody is saying the bill. Well, I mean, that comes to, though, along with what you initially said, which is the training. Because if you get the proper training, then you'll know that you need to have a holster. You'll know those things you know, training isn't just going yeah. to the range per se. Training is making sure that you have, the, know those proper protocols when you ride in the car. It just can't be sitting on the seat next to you. You need to have it put up somewhere. You need to have it, you know, in a compartment or you need to have it in a bag or in a box or wherever. That's a that's included with training. Right. So you right. have to have those, no, no stuff like if you shoot yourself and you on a school grounds, you're not supposed to have a gun on the school ground anyway. So now you just charge yourself. So now you're going to still get charged and have to go to jail. Federal, state, like you, you scarred. I don't care how you look at it, you know, and that's, that's those, those little nuances, you know, that people don't talk about. And a lot of people are getting in trouble for these situations, but it's like, ah, uh, blown over. Yeah. So I, I really wish that it was more people. Before it even comes out, in, because here in Florida is July 1, I really wish that more people would have the com honest conversations, begin to develop uh, shooting communities of their own and really get out and take the whole fear and the whole mystery away from all of this and normalize it. Right. Because in certain communities, it's absolutely normalized. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just it's, it's a tool. This is, they talk about it like going to get a John Deere or going to get, you know, a hammer, a new hammer, a new drill or whatever. It's the same same situation. And yeah. I think that we should be in a comfort level of where we're having those conversations and be recreational about it. And that's one of the things I talk about a lot, becoming recreational shooters. 
Well, I mean, every everybody don't have to become a recreational shooter, though. You do that because that's what you like. When you no. do something recreationally, it's because you enjoy doing it. Right. And, and, and so, and no, now, I don't agree with that. Here's, here's, here's the thing. I think that is even more important now to be a recreational shooter than ever. Because guess what? Here's the thing. Let me let case in point scenario, right? If something happens, all right, someone tries to assault you and you have your firearm on you and you're afraid, you have five seconds to make a decision of what you're going to do. Do you think that you're going to have the mental capacity to go through all of these steps and get that correct and you're scared in that type of in that type of pressure. Well, it's not. I think that's training, though. That's going to the range like that. To me, that's not recreational. When I think recreational, I think like rec, like when you were a kid and you went to cheerleading or you went to football or like you're doing something you enjoy. So that's just basically being committing to, OK, I need to learn how to use this equipment. Training. Like I need to learn how to use this gun. I need to go. I can't just go to the range one time and say, okay, I feel good about this. No, I need to learn how to unload it, how to load the ammo, how to make sure that I can, you know, put the safety on. Like you, that's just training. That's, that's not recreational memory, for me. Right? That's creating muscle that memory. Is, whatever you say is still not recreational. It, 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 it absolutely is recreational. <laughs> it's not. I don't it agree is. with this. I think you need to pick another word. No, it's, it's recreational. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't, that is a I don't. recreational shooter. If you're not okay. out there, say, if you're not out there, like, close quarter combat, you know, using military tactics type situations like that, then... I, I classify everything outside of that. Like we go into the range to go through the process. You call it training. That's recreational shooting to me. Okay. Yo, know, is is competition shooters? Is hunters? Is those that are collectors? Um, the biggest group of shooters is recreational shooters. So that's why I stated, like I stated it. And here's the thing. Everything becoming muscle memory because in the time where if you're if you're recre if if you're doing it recreationally for anything that you do if you do it enough and you do perfect practice make perfect right and you doing it to the best of your ability and you going through the steps whenever it's game time you done done that I don't know how many times so now when something happens it's mere muscle memory you are just reacting you're not thinking about the steps. You're going through the steps in which you've thought about all the times that you've been at the range from past previous situations. Listen, you can keep breaking it down however you want to. I still say another word will be used, but whatever. <laughs> they were saying the same thing, essentially. We, you we still need to are. absolutely have the proper training on it. Like, you still need to have it because... At the end of the day, I would never say that I'm a recreational shooter, but yeah, I feel comfortable in the sense are. that I need to know what to do in those situations um, that may, you know, present themselves. And ultimately, that should be the goal of of anyone, right? You know what I'm saying? But if you casually use like, yo, it's a tool. I got it on me and I know how to use it effectively. Well, I mean, that's mindset. Though. That's different. People got to shift their mind and see it that way because I would never see it that way. Like, I'm just like, I don't. Still don't really care for him. I know what to do if I need to, but you yeah. know, like you know, what I'm saying, like line. defensive, knowing we have a plan for the house. If something happens, everybody know where to go. You know what to do. I know what to do. We get busy, neutralize the threat, call who we need to call, say what we need to say, and it's that you know. But I really, 
I really want people to get in the mindset of it's a tool. I have it. I know how to be effective with it. Right. And it's nothing more than that. Instead of all the ooh ARs, those are military type weapons, which nobody needs. I don't think they need them. Totally disagree with that. I don't think I don't think it's necessary for the average person walking around in their house just to have a gun to protect their home. I don't see them needing an AR, but that's a whole nother no. conversation. And these these are the conversations that people really have to have. Okay. Because I don't feel that anybody should tell me the type of weapon that I should be able to use and be effective with. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Like, some people might be... So that's be, more of a, you ain't going to tell me what kind of gun I can have thing. I'm no. not talking about that. I'm just talking about, you know, that's, what the that's guns more do. Of, more, honestly, that's more of what I'm more effective with. Okay. That's what that is. But I'm the reason so why more you're more with effective AR. with that is because that is where you have specialized skill and training with Someone, Agreed. an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old off the street who's never had any training should not be able to go into anybody's gun store and buy an AK-47 just because. And then that's how these people are going and shooting up schools like you don't have that, that at the end of the day. Like you got to think that through and understand. No, that. I think, I th- here's, here's where we go back to the mental capacity. That's where you have to have other things in place to make sure that, okay, people are getting counseling. What's going on with the counseling? Have they showed violent behaviors in counseling sessions and so on and so forth? I think that there has to be a better screening process. I know. Listen, we're talking about something where now people don't even have to get screened. They don't even have to get screened well, at all. And seeing that, that no, back. there's there's no screening process. Not a better. The, the screening process doesn't exist. I wouldn't say that. I would say that it, now, even with the permitless carry, you still have to go through all the things that you had to go through to purchase a firearm. So whenever you go there, you still got to fill fill out the paperwork. They still got to do the background, do the background check. check. They got to do the background That's check it. to buy it. Now, if they find other ways to skip around and buy, you know, second party dealers and different things like that, then you probably don't have that measure in place. Mm-mm. But for... The permitless carry. You still have to go through that process. If you don't have a concealed carry, you still have to wait the three days. Same difference. You still have, you know what I'm saying? Some type of barrier in place. You don't have that education barrier anymore. And I think that that's more important to have the understanding and the education than anything else for me. But you still, that still don't mean that you don't have the background check whenever you purchase the weapon. What And what does the background check consist of? The background check consists of, they call, they run and make sure that you don't have any felonies or whatever, any any situations going on. But what if you do it a flag? Specifically, like, is it just to see if you have a record, a criminal record? Mostly. That's it? Yeah, most. So, because I'm looking and, I, and I'm looking and I see where since July of 2022... The Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services has rejected 4,134 applications mm-hmm. for permits because the applicant was deemed ineligible. Right. So of those applicants, let's just say even half, if half of them were not felons. So now that, that opens up, so up now a they different can, box. Now they, they were deemed ineligible to get a concealed carry permit, but now they can just still go get the gun and have it anyway. It depends on the offense. It depends on the offense. If it was, if it was a violent offense, then no. But depending on whatever they got, 
charged with, then that's more of the the the, the issue. Violent offenses, absolutely. But I mean, you could go back, it's, and that's that's the gray area. Do you get get it expunged and different things like that to 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 regain the rights? The thing is, if you didn't have rights before this to carry, then you don't have rights now. Period. But that's I, that's 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 where like if you got denied to conceal carry, but you could go out and purchase a gun. Then if you could go and purchase a gun, then even though you got denied the permission to conceal carry, that's the question. That right. that's the those those are nuances that truly have to be worked out because that's going to be a thing. That's where I'm more concerned about people that are carrying law enforcement in that gray area and things happening within there. Right. And it's going, I mean, that's going to happen. Um, I know for me, I'm thinking about on, on from a business side of it, it's like, okay, so having to have the concealed carry, which is, of course, everything is a fee. So you pay the fee, you got to get your class, you got to pay the fee with the Department of Agriculture. So for them to forego all of that, and I'm like, there, there is something here that we're missing because for the state to just say, okay, we'll wipe away all of that money when we know that they they have, and I can show you, I can even say here, I believe like the last time that I checked, they said that, um, and I can't find it right now, but it was so many, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who have their concealed carry license. Absolutely. So with the it money is, that the is. people are paying for that, and for them to forego that, I'm like, we can't be blinded and just feel like, oh, it's no. just, you know, permitless carry. We're missing something here. And I don't know what it is, but I feel like something, because you don't just throw all of that money away and just say, oh, no, you don't need to pay anymore. Go ahead and um, get your, get your, let, you let me no, help you. no let, license Let me no help more. you. Let me paint the picture. Our governor has deemed Florida as the freedom state, right? Texas I tell everybody that whenever we get into these conversations, if you watch Texas, just understand, give it long enough with the governor that we have, we are going to follow the example of Texas. But listen, in certain, in certain but wait, aspects. I found the number 2.6 million concealed carry license. Then mm-hmm. you figure how much we had to pay to get the license. What is it? I forgot what it costs now. Yeah. 60, 70 bucks. This is even if it's 50 bucks, whatever it costs. million? You know how much money that is? Do you know how political this is? I get that. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And and that's what I'm saying. Like, I know that we're missing something. I'm like, there's something to that for them to just be like, no, we don't want that money anymore. We're going to just let people carry for free. I'm like, nothing is free. We're missing something here. Let me help you. It's constitutional carry or, you know what I'm saying? Constitutional carry. It's the Second Amendment rights to bear arms. So therefore, they're looking at it as my constitutional God-given right. Who are you to tell me that I got to pay for a permit? Yeah, but everything still always boils down to the dollar bill. I'm thinking business here. You can't tell me otherwise. So everything, I don't know if it's because of the... governor is positioning I don't know if it's because of the ties to the NRA. I don't know if it's because the the money is in the lobbying that comes from them because that does exist. It does. So I don't know... What it is, but it's some type of way, shape, or form. When you talk about money, people don't just throw away money, especially not in government and politics. It's a, so it's, it's, it's something a that picture. we're missing. I know it's it a bigger is, picture. The, the that's bigger what picture I'm saying. Is, our, our governor is positioning himself to be a serious contender in the presidential race. Already deemed Florida as the freedom state. 
already has done a lot of different things um, politically to position himself as the front leader in the GOP party. So this is a way for everybody to see him making a move, standing firm on something that is near and dear to, um, I, I, I don't know what conservative, so-called conservative, right. Well, I mean, Don't he's ultimately doing what, what benefits him and his people. And so this is what I'll say then to this conversation, to those inquiring about, you know, this new gun law and, and you know, gun safety and security, those type of things. You have to do what's going to be best for you <sighs> and your family. Yes. The same way that those that are leading this country, this county, this state, your local politicians, your state politicians, your government, governmental, federal politicians, they're ultimately doing what's going to be in their best interest. So you have to make sure you have that same mindset and say, okay, what can I do? What's going to be best for me and my people? <laughs> let, let me help you. Uh, we, we have to become swift and wise about the law. One, we have to normalize gun ownership. Two, we also have to get into positions and political arenas to make decisions. Three, and once we get to that place, then I think some of these things will change. Something that someone told me a long time ago, an old guy, man, when I was first in the military, and, and with normalizing guns, he was like, one man with one gun can control 100 people without none. So you think about one person like that is it's power. Yeah, no doubt about that. That is what it is like mm -hmm. for real. And so long we have been taught that guns are bad or demonized them and, and saw them in negative arenas to where we never really got privy to the great things that are going on, going on in the gun community. Yeah. Like, you know, scholarships for shooting, shooting clubs. Survival skill clubs, the gun business industry. We we are so behind whenever you start talking about black FFL gun dealers, whenever you start talking about black gun range owners, we are way behind whenever you start talking about stuff like that. Yeah, but it's a lot that could be said about that too, though, because of because of the way that we have been treated. Like I say, you know, if you wanted to even go there as far as, you know, African Americans and and the relationship with the police and the relationship with that, you know, that's why I say that you get get your get your get your concealed carry permit because mm -hmm. there's no question that we we will be looked at differently. Even in this whole you know permitless carry, there's no question that we will be looked at differently if we have one versus somebody else. So you want to try to cover yourself at all costs, no matter what. Here's anyway. what, and, and I keep echoing this. Here's what. You have to realize, whenever you're carrying, the emotional intellect while you're moving around with your firearm, right? The whole aggression, aggressive, um, loud, pompous, tough persona will certainly escalate situations and put you at a disadvantage in a lot of a lot of situations whenever you're going running around with your with your weapon. I could promise you that. So having the 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 temperament of being laid back cool, like hey look, 
<laughs> being trained in men's skill with it, you know, it's paramount. And the way that you do that is, in my opinion, is training, recreational shooting. I, I, I can't stress it enough. I really can't stress it enough. The mindset of the person carrying these weapons, shooting is a thinking man game. You have to be on your stuff, know your laws, have your training, and keep your head on a swivel out here, Absolutely. especially now in the state of Florida. Yeah. Because they, they ain't call it the gunshine state for nothing. Right. <laughs> and you know me, I'm going to say, you know, just make sure you're praying, covering your family. You know, I and, and it's not all just negative. Um, it's all it's not all. And what I mean is, you know, we talk about mentalities and things of that sort, but accidents happen. So oh. I'm a huge advocate in praying and just canceling any accident, any freak accident, any any type of accident that could potentially happen to cause any harm. Nothing wrong with protecting your family, nothing wrong with protecting yourself, but just make sure that you are also praying and asking God, you know, he is our ultimate source, our protector, our keeper. And, you know, just shutting down the hand of the enemy in any way, because you just never know. You can be in a grocery store one day and somebody just can come in there, you know, and decide to flip stupid and do something crazy. So just keep yourself covered and protected. Absolutely. And I would say, um, for last, make sure you get out and, and read these laws. The bill is um, HB 543. Pill through it. Read it for yourself. Know the law for yourself. Don't listen to it. Don't, don't listen to me. Don't take, don't, don't take my word for it. Go read it for yourself. And you get an understanding. And then if you get somewhere where you don't understand what it's saying, hit somebody up that knows the law. You know what I'm saying? And then y'all have a conversation about it. But at least put your eyes on it to where you have some type of idea what's going on. All right? But y'all already know, man, what it is. Yeah, yeah. Peace, love, and blessing to you and yours. Everybody connected to y'all. Man, for real, y'all be safe out there. God bless. 